0: Hi everyone! Today is December 26, twenty twenty, and this is the dual assessment. Your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This is the last episode of twenty twenty. So a lot of news have come has come out. Um, different events going on. First off, we have emergency nerfs, and well, emergency nerf, and some random skill changes that'll be active in January. That was just announced morning um different events going on this week mission research it's good like, like a reskinning of an old event but we got a new card from that event Duelist chronicles 5d's attack of the dark signs we got two new cards from there we're gonna recap 2020 in duel links going over notable things that happened each month in this crazy year we also have the upcoming news as well and we'll talk about all of the latest esports so let's see so episode 198 of the podcast last one this year next one will be in 2021 next one will also probably be talking about the new box which has not been announced but it's been leaked everywhere and it's considered the savior of XCs. we'll see about that so i hope everyone has had a good christmas if they celebrate um and that was yesterday, so in terms of myself, yeah, it's it's a continuation of my virtual slump, I guess. Um, last hit Kingdom Games with Kara Curry, that was last month. Um, was that the month before? Could have been the month before. But I had that streak with Witchcrafters, and haven't really found anything I liked. I'm playing Noble Knights right now, but I suck with the deck so much. You could go in my last 10 games and see that most of the games are losses. So, really just doing the events. Barely playing PvP. I'm in Legend 1. I don't really care anymore, frankly. i hitting King Games. Just playing this game until I find the deck that I really like. Noble Knights is just too, too much thinking for me, I think. And we'll see if the next box has anything I like. Um, yeah. Fortunately, it has come down to this, where I'm at a point where I can't play a good deck um, or anything I like. I think I just have to like the deck. Uh, Witchcrafters were a deck I liked a lot. Played it for the whole summer and got nerfed a lot. So, yeah, yeah, need to find a deck to play. Find a reason to play. Maybe that's another uh, motivation that I need. This week in Esports we're gonna talk about two of them. Let's start off with the Duelings of the Boys Christmas Cup. So they're a podcast I've talked with some uh some member in the past um on a group a group podcast we had once with Rain and some other guys. Um let's talk about that tournament. First place Georfeo, Destiny draw ritual beasts. So this is the regular Winda deck. Winda has been used everywhere um Notably a staple and in invoked now, but pure ritual beast deck. So what this is is three Winda, three Canahawk, one Petalfin, one Rampengu, two Elders, one Apelio, one Lara. You got some Ritual Beast Quick Plays, two Ritual Beast Return, one Ritual Beast Bond, and then a lot of tech cards, two Sphere Kribo, two cosmic cyclone, and a needle ceiling. Second place Mellow. This is a Cyberstyle Amano. Cyber Dragon. So, really, this deck has barely any Cyber Dragon cards. One Cyber Dragon and three cores. No Veers or anything. You've got two Imano Awado, which is the famous uh, Imano Stun Lockdown card. Uh, Three Cosmic Cyclone, three Fusion Gate, three Cyber Load Fusion, three Cybernetic uh, Fusion Support, one Econ, one Cybernetic Overflow. So, really, the minimum... Of Cyber Dragon cards, monsters, and it's just relying on the consistency of the spells and using the fusion that's banished for Fusion Gate. Top four, Dirty Hippie. This is a spicy deck here. Balance Ritual Beast neos UA. So the core of this deck is UA, and it is a balance format. So there's at least six spells and traps each, and then a bunch of monsters. Um let's just get to different pieces, I guess, here. Ritual Beasts, we have three spiritual beast tamer winda, and then uh nothing else except for the extra deck where we have two uh, ritual beast ulti Apelio and two ulti petalfin I guess they're basically using the winda again. There's there's three winda in the deck, so you could use them as a contact fusion for those pieces. Uh, next part, Neos. So there's a little bit of a Neos package here. One Elemental Hero Neos and two Neos Fusion. That's it. We have, oh, the rest of it's UA. So then UA core here, three midfielder, one Perfect Ace, one Rival Rebounder, one Mighty Slugger, three UA Stadiums, two Penalty Box. They also run Emeralise as a Ramp Card into a UA... Normal Summon, so the UA Monsters are typically level 5 or 6, so then they could go into a Normal Summon. 1 Drowning Mirror Force, 2 Paleozoic Canadia, 1 Karma Cut. Very, uh, very spicy deck here. Top four, Gabrielle, 94, Master of Destiny, Desperado. Typical look for Desperado deck here. 3 Desperado, Barrel Dragon, 2 Machine of Fortress, 2 Twin Barrel, 1 Black Salvo for Synchro. 1 Temperance, 1 BM4 Black Spider, 1 Misjudge, 2 Cup of Ace, 1 Fiend Comedian, 1 Head Judging, 2 Karma Cuts, and 3 Super Team Buddy Force United. That's a Duelinks Meta Weekly, 156. First place, Refresh Balance Noble Knight. So, full on 30 card deck here. You've got the expected monster core here when you're typically running the best Noble Knight deck. You have this. 3 Madrot, 1 Driston, 3 Merlin, 3 Boars, 1 Noble Knight Brothers, and 1 uh, Gwenwhai Far. And then um, Spells, 3 Glory of the Noble Knights, 1 Arphiduder, 2 Caliburn, 1 Galanton, 2 Noble Arms of Destiny, Traps, Divine Wrath, 3 Raigeki Break, 3 Karma Cut, 2 until Noble Arms are needed again. Runs 2 Caliburn, and you're going to see a trend with multiple Caliburns as some decks are going to use Life Gain as a play. Second place, Mo Abdel, level reduction Black Wings. This is pretty much the core look you get for Black Wings now. They kind of make a play to make the level 7 a reduction, and then you Synchro Summon into Joe, Obsidian Hawk Joe, and then you bring back the Raikiri, or Chidori, but Tornado the Reverse Wind is pretty much uh, a piece in the deck after seeing no play before. I guess the nerfs that were in um, allowed this card to see play. It's cool. There's so many Black Wings, and you're always stuck with the same ones, and now we have a new one, which isn't a new card. It's from Blackstorm Rising. Up 4 Tasm, Balanced Noble Knights, and this is kind of like a free-to-play version. Not a free-to-play version, but a cheap-to-play version. 3 Madrot, 1 Dristin, 2 Merlin, 2 Boars, 1 Brothers, and 1 Gwenhwyfar. Far. Uh, you also got 2 Solemn Scoldings in this deck. So this is the deck that makes play of the Caliburn. You have to pay 3,000 life points, so with Caliburn, you could pretty much gain 1,000 each turn if you have a draw it out. So, um, yeah, using life gain as a cost. Top 4 Drizzles, Fire, Reload, Invoked, uh, Neos. Typical tier 1 deck right now. Trap uh, composition is going to vary for these decks, but, um, you know, the Monster Core, 2 Alistair, 3 Winda, 1 Keeper of Dragon Magic, 3 Volcanic Shells, and 1... Elemental Hero Neos. Notably the Trap cards. We have One Dimensional Prison. That card was like a main back row way back when. But now it's back. That's interesting. Um, And when you're playing... This version is not bad for budget. Because you could use your Dream Tickets on the Keeper of Dragon Magic and then the Neos Fusion. There's only one each. Because the nerfs have gone this way, um, it's a little cheap to play. So... The two Alistair, one invocation. That's their limit. Three, one Keeper of Dragon Magic, one Neo's Fusion. So if you, if you have those leftover Dream Tickets, run. You didn't buy these cards. You can't go ahead and just use them for one of each here. Like a deck like this is really good, um, and it's a little—it's good for the budget consideration too. Of course, then you have to spend like a UR ticket on Elemental Hero Brave Neo's. I guess. All right. So there's a huge change. In the way Dueling's meta does their tier lists. While they do have a traditional tier list again. There's a new system too. Let's just talk about the traditional tier list first. They have Desperado, Barrel Dragon, and Invoked Neos in tier 1. Tier 2 we have Noble Knights and Witchcrafters. This is uh, based off of Clan Wars as well though. Tier 3, Black Wings, Blue Eyes, Invoked Roids, and Ritual Beasts. They have demoted... Um, Cyber Dragons. But what Duolix Meta has done is they have a whole new type of tier list. And these are called the Power Rankings. And I I think I'm going to go to switch off on these uh, from now on. Because they're more up to date and they count every single tournament and they also count King of Games. So they've developed an algorithm to group these. And I'm actually updating the notes right now because the the scores have changed since I last looked at them. So basically, Tier 1, we have scores from 8 to 20. Every deck gets a numerical score. So this helps you look into the Tier 4 decks, so you call. And they're going to get grouped into Tier 3 too. So you can take into consideration more decks. And that's always a good thing, I think. Right now, I'm just going to update the scores for these decks. Um, Already, we see some Fallers and Risers here. Um, It's a very dynamic list, one that I can't really uh, plan ahead of time because tournaments are played between the time that I write these notes and whatnot. So, uh, bear with me as I make these changes. Tier 3 is really crowded Uh, But you do see a lot more decks that wouldn't be featured in a tournament or whatever. They won't win the top four, but still pretty good. Some some decks have completely fallen off the list too since since I looked at this. Alright, so like I said before... Tier one is a score from eight to twenty, and we we don't have a deck at twenty yet, nor near twenty. Tier two we have scores between five and eight, and tier three we have power levels from two to five. So tier one, Desperados, uh, is top thirteen point four, Invoked Neo's at ten point nine, and Noble Knights at ten point one. So like I said, no no one's near twenty at all, and Desperado seems to have a heavy lead in terms of power and they haven't fallen off like i predicted tier two between five and eight blue eyes at 7.8 7.3 black wings at 6.8 witchcrafters at six and tier three a lot of fallers here since i've last looked at it but two to five cyber dragon at 4.9 ritual beasts 3.9 heroes 3.3 3, thunder dragons 3.2 triamids and Weather Painters clinging on at 2.5. So a very dynamic list, like I mentioned. Um, It's going to be based off of the various tournaments. KC Cups, King of Games, Ladder, so it's going to change all the time. I think this is a huge innovation into looking at those lower tier decks that wouldn't be included in the tier 3 cut in the normal tier list, and here they are, like Weather Painters. I've really expected them to shoot up they they are tier three in this in this new list, but um, it's good to keep your eye on those decks, triamids, of course. And this helps you as a um, play, person who's just playing King of Games, not really playing the tournament scene, to keep an eye out on those decks as well. I'm surprised the deck like Lunalites Lights wouldn't be in this deck in this uh, list, but I guess the the King of Games representation isn't enough for them yet. All right, so. Emergency nerf. We have one emergency nerf here. And this was announced just this morning. So the emergency nerf is on Badland Box Veil. Which is not a huge surprise. Given that deck just won out the last box. And because that was the winner of the last box. It makes you pretty much no point in buying that box anymore. But um, it's being put on limited 3. And what this card did was it helped control get too strong and konami has made clear that when control gets too strong they're going to nerf it and we saw that with the various burn decks and control skills so what this does is because a lot of control decks did just run three of these guys um they're not going to have access to like a cosmic cyclone or some other some other limited three card well what this primarily hits at is invoked invoked roid for example and if you're trying to make a purgatrio play you're going to need one of each because alistair and invocation are both limit three cards so with this battle and boxer veil in the in the list you're gonna to have to run one of each and that really does hurt the consistency of invoked purgatrio seeing any play but um, it could still work I think um it just hurts the consistency it hurts the control that Battle and boxer veil vale provided at three copies so right now it's gonna be a very slim a slim package and they're gonna find other ways to play control outside of Battle and boxer veil vale. and yeah, so really this just hits at invoked roids they also run the ambulance the uh i forget what's called roid ambulance or whatever. Uh, that's also a fire type, so um, they could still run Purgatory, oh sure. But the the Veils have been shot down. It's not a huge surprise that this happened, given how good the Veil was uh, when it came out of the box, and it was clear that was the winner of the box as an R rarity card. All right. So in addition to Badland Boxer Veil getting nerfed, we have some random skill changes, and some of these are buffs. Some of them aren't exactly buffs they're kind of mixed changes The first one is to time passage which is the main uh, fortune lady skill where you give one fortune lady monster three levels in a turn this helps you do the synchro summon play different types of synchro summon usually seven or eight and what this does is it was limited to twice per duel once per turn now there's no more limit so you just do it once per turn and You just do it forever. So this gives the deck more late game capability. Sometimes when you're Fortune Lady, you're kind of stuck at the end when you have no time passage to use, and you have to kind of hedge when you use time passage. Now you could just use time passage whenever you want. So as long as you still have a monster on the board or still have tuners. And this helps in a few ways. So when you have Fortune Lady out every out, It makes her become a 4,000 attack beat stick every single turn. She's not going to go over 12 levels, but... um, Sometimes having that attack, that 4,000 attack, is really good. And now you have her for every single turn at 4,000 attack. It also helps some of your monsters compete on the board. So Fortune Lady Water can become a 2,100. Sometimes you have to clear something on the board, and you can clear them. Um, It expands the amount of synchros you can play, so you can have some bigger synchro monsters ramp into those in a turn without blinking an eye. So, this is a huge buff to Fortune Ladies. I don't expect them to become the best deck ever, but this they were a King of Games deck before. Like You could hit King of Games with some struggles with Fortune Ladies. It's not the easiest deck to play to get King of Games, you're going to lose a lot of games. But this makes it a lot easier. Puts them right in the outside of the tier list now. All you basically need are like um, forbidden lances. And you're pretty much good with Fortune Ladies. Okay, Emergency Call. It's gotten better too. So back then, Emergency Call, you would just reveal an elemental hero in your hand. You need the same type and attribute. And then get a different one from the deck. You would tutor that card from the deck. Now you just need an elemental hero with a different name. So this kinda helps like Elemental Hero Neos, so that you don't have to run like a light a light warrior. They're all warriors, I guess, but like a light version in your deck. So you could kinda tutor Elemental Hero Neos with any elemental hero you have. So Heat and Neos kinda work in that invoke deck. So um there could be an emergency call invoked heroes. So that could be a play. Uh, they do add a turn 5 or later activation requirement, but you also have to have had lost 2,000 life points. So you can't lose 2,000 life points on your first turn that easily. So this um, this definitely helps the Neos with a different elemental hero, like elemental hero heat or Stratus. I've seen Stratus in some... Um, Invoke decks, so that could work as well. Alright, Yuma skill Ready for Victory is a little more inclusive now. Back then, it would just. So, back then, you would have two monsters, activate Ready for Victory, XZs, and that XZs monster gets 500 attack. Now it includes three material XZ summons. So, back then, it would just for be for two. Now that they're introducing more XZs, Ones that require three monsters on the board, like the Illuminite number ten Illuminite we just got, that card will get a buff of five hundred attack. So yeah, this this doesn't change much. Frankly, it should have been that way the whole time, but yeah, they fixed that mistake. And finally, Ultimate Earthbound Immortal. This is the skill they had: Immortal Earthbound Wirikoka Rasca. And you reduce your opponent's life points to 1 and you skip your turn. And you kind of try to burn them the next turn. I guess that's how you win. Now that because there are more... This is a bit of a nerf. This this one's like because more there are more burn cards available everywhere in Duel Links. They're going to make it a turn 5 or later requirement. So it's not really like a one turn kill that it was. Um, and this is a good nerf because... Uh, you can't have something busted like that. I guess you have more monsters that ramp now. It's easier to get a 3 tribute summon out than it was. And then at the same time, there are more burn cards available. So, I guess... though um, so I never really saw this getting abused. Like, I can't say that this is justified. It's just preventing something that could be busted down the line... I think it's because there's a new card called Minor Goblin Official coming out in the new box, and that could easily combo with this card to win. So that could be the reason why that they're doing this. But uh it's a nerf to something that has not happened yet. That's the way I see it. So there you have it. Those are the emergency nerfs and skill changes. The nerf to battle of box reveal, as I note, is January fifth, and then the random skill changes. These four skill changes will be going live January fifteenth. So, takeaway: Fortune ladies are going to get a big buff. They're going to be playable again. Emergency call could be something for the invoked heroes uh, deck. Ready for victory. Not really anything different. And then the ultimate Earthbound Immortal change. Not really anything different either. Alright, dual links mission research. This has been like. a reskinning of the Carly's uh, investigation research, and that was one of my favorite things. So now that they retired Carly. They have this random dual Links mission research. So yeah, it just encourages you to auto duel and stuff and get stuff. We get one new card and another card. Uh, we get a second copy of new card is Curse of Darkness continuous trap each time a spell is activated the controller of that spell takes 500 points of damage see this is what i meant with the um, ultimate earthbound immortal they just have more cards that burn now uh they burn at half but more cards that burn this one's not useless unlike a lot of them 500 burn is decent now and this will prevent a player from activating eight spells in a game so they cut them off at seven you could kill yourself at the eighth basically with the Curse of Darkness. And yeah. I guess Cosmic Cyclones a lot around a lot, so they don't think this card's busted. Um this should hurt a deck like Noble Knights. Noble Knights um they do have Driston, though so they could get rid of it, but they activate a lot of spells. Um Cyber Dragons do activate some spells, but they also take they take advantage of life point loss. Um, but this could leave them down at very little life points, I guess. This could be a tech card against a deck that runs a lot of spells. Like, let's say Spellbooks become good. Invoked runs fewer spells than ever now because they got nerfed. Um, yeah, this card's not useless at all. It definitely will be a tech card at some point to cut your opponent off when they're playing a big spell deck. Huge advantage here, um, we're just left at one of them, though, so the consistency of this card is not great. It gets removed by Cosmic Cyclone, but then they're burning themselves a thousand anyway, so this forces your opponent to lose life. I think it will see tech usage. These other cards we see, we've already gotten three copies of Magic Planter, Hydro Pressure Cannon, Lord Poison, but Amphib- Amphibious Bugrof 3, MK3, This is the second copy we get ever, because the first one's from Mako Tsunami, and we never got another one. This is a level 4 machine, 1500-1300. When Umi's face up on the field, it's going to attack directly. So basically, it's going to be losing 200 attack from Umi, and it's going to hit for 1300. That's it. This is not a great card anymore. Maybe it was busted when Mako came out, so they only gave us one. Right now, we got like super heavy samurai, which do it a lot better. They could kill you in one turn. This is uh, not anything anymore. Alright, Duelist Chronicles 5D's Attack of the Dark Signers. We got two new cards here. We're going to get a new skill as well, which I think will have to do with the Majestic Dragons. Let's get into it. Majestic Red Dragon, level 10, Dark Synchro, Dragon Synchro. Requires Majestic Dragon, Red Dragon Archfiend, and a non-Tuner monster. 4,000 attack, 3,000 defense. Cannot be destroyed by card effects. After damage calculation, after this card attacks, destroy all defense monsters on the field. Once per turn, you can target a face of monster your opponent controls negate its effects. If you do, this card gains attack equal to half that monster's attack. These changes last until the end of the turn. During the end phase, target one Red Dragon Archfiend your Graveyard, return this card from the field to the extra deck, special summon that target. This is the counterpart to the Majestic Star Dragon, which you can also get from this event. But Basically, what it is with these two monsters is it's impossible to summon them. They require a level 8 synchro summon, a new tuner again, a Majestic Dragon tuner, which is a slow monster, and then a random level 1 non-tuner. So, if you can get it all out. You'll probably win the game. Assuming you c- you controlled the back row. And then you could just win. But. I've literally never seen these monsters on the board. So. you know, Good luck summoning them. But I don't think they're going to ever see play. The Majestic Star Dragon came out April 28th. According to the Dueling's Meta. So that was a whole 8 months I had never seen this card before. So, yep. The new card. The other new card we get is. Stardust Shaolung. It's. Level 1, Light Dragon, 100-100. When you Synchro Summon Stardust Dragon, you can Special Summon this card from your graveyard and face up attack. Once per turn, if this card will be destroyed by battle, it is not destroyed. little sticky monster here, but this card only has one purpose only, and that is to get Majestic Star Dragon out. So, you basically use Shaolong as a cost for the Synchro Summon of Stardust Dragon. You get your Majestic Dragon out, and then you could also get this guy out of the graveyard. So, um, yeah, it's just being that level 1 non-tuner for Majestic Star Dragon. If you're ever going to run that deck, Stardust Shaolong becomes a playable card. If you're just running, like, um, Stardust Dragon as a level 8 generic Synchro monster, I don't think it sees any play because it's just like... It's not what the deck is based around. Um, Unless we get more Stardust support down the line, uh, this card won't see any play. It's just for this one specific strategy of getting the Majestic Star Dragon out. Alright, so... It's 2020 in Duel Links. We're going to recap what I found to be the notable things this year. It's been a horrible year. No one can doubt that. Um... Very tough year for everyone um, i this is just a soliloquy of my own, but you know I work in a hospital doing lung cancer research and uh covid beside covid um a lot of people have been affected by this the lung cancer patients I mean there's a whole trickle down effect with the uh, people not going out it mostly it's an emotional thing not not including the people who have died of COVID who have lung cancer. Um, The lung cancer survivors who have died of COVID, I mean, that's rephrasing that. People um, not seeing their doctors enough for checkups and getting their cancer come back, for example. Most people are just depressed um, with the disruption to their lives after being through all that. And then just being in the hospital itself, seeing... uh, changes there um been a tough year and also just in the world in general a uh, few few bright moments but it's been a very tough year in Duel Links itself some of that has been reflected here um with the changes in the tournament scene that we saw and uh yeah let's go through 2020 Duel Links. so January started we got that new box, uh, Super Heavy Samurai came out and it's crazy. Super heavy samurai you still see in the ladder now and then. They still beat you now and then, but they came out in January and um also Selection Box Volume Three came out, so that was when we first saw Phoenix Chain. So Phoenix Chain and and Karma Cut, I think, were were like exclusive to a selection box at that time. So um, uh, That was what was notable about January 2020 in Duel Links. February. We saw some nerfs, though. Sealed Tombs got nerfed. Probably never really came back since then. It's very... Seen very little play since then. looks Greener was put on Limit 1. but That didn't really change much. Dark Lords were nerfed to Oblivion in February. That was so long ago, but they were nerfed. And Limit 3 became a category, so... That was when Cosmic Cyclone, I I believe, was the only uh, Limit 3 card. At that point, um, they realized there was too much Cosmic Cyclone. There still is too much Cosmic Cyclone, but they put in Limit 3 just for that card at that point. March 2020, we saw the Light Sworn box come out. So all the Light Sworn cards that are relevant came out in that box. The Charge of the Light Brigade, Solar Recharge, all those cards, Judgment Force, that was the box. All those cards came out in March. And also Chaos Dragon Levi near was released in a Selection Box Mini, I believe. So that was the first time we saw those cards. April 2020 was just when COVID hit um, America really hard, I know. Uh, I think it was really bad in the world in general at that point. And that was when the WCS 2020 was canceled. So they had no plan at that point. They just canceled that event. And I noted it, I remember, at the time to be a very delayed response to COVID. And um, that was really the only notable thing that month. I think a lot of things were shut down. In America, they were shut down at that point. I'm not sure about Japan. Um, Yeah. May 2020, KCGT was announced. So they announced the replacement for the WCS 2020. There was no plan about it yet, but they just announced it. Grit and No no mortal Can Resist were nerfed at this point. So if you remember those nerfs, um, they happened here. I guess everyone was running a Shizu at that point. Um, And then there was a ban list that was ineffective besides Thunder Dragon. So Thunder Dragon stopped seeing play in May uh, when that ban list hit. And then everything else that was ineffective. June, we saw Witch's Sorcery. So the Witch's Sorcery box came out. And Witchcrafters came in that month. And I believe it was like in the middle of the month. And I hit King of Games like a week after it happened. So uh, Witchcrafters came out. They were pretty busted at this point. And they were um, left unchecked. There was like a burn version of the deck too. So I think it was the Type 0 Magic Crusher version of Witchcrafters was was around at this point july 2020 kcgt main tournament announcement so um it took place this month so the first preliminary round um and then like the round one took place in july and then another ban list that was ineffective was also released in july 2020 august 2020 light sworn and witchcrafters were nerfed so this was a huge nerf where they were all put on limit three or whatever um some cards were limited to uh, as well, but um, there's a huge light sworn Witch- witchcrafter nerf at this point. KCGT ends with Zade King winning it all. Uh, just to note as well for myself, I hit King of Games every month in June, July, and August with Witchcrafters, different deck, different skill. So That was big for me as a as a duelist, I guess. September. Uh Karakuri, Karma Cut, and Lava Golem were all nerfed, so wait, that's a, that's a wrong thing. Karakuri were released with the new version of Kunamzan, and that, that version came out in a box. Karma Cut was released to everyone. And Lava Golem and all the burn cards were nerfed or announced to be nerfed. October twenty twenty. We saw the release of Zexel World. That could have been late se- September, I don't know, but October, we see the release of Zexal World. All the XZ monsters, Grass and Cyberstein were put on the forbidden list. Widespread nerfs were here. Um, switcheroo, Show of Nightmares, Shadow Game were hit hard here. So a lot of skills, pretty much, disappeared at this point. Or they saw. Their mainstream play go away completely at this point, and there are also various nerfs to different decks. November, we have the Casey Cup with cheating allegations. So I think Grush still got first place, but the second-place player was um, fully docked for cheating to raise awareness. So that was like a known where they called out themselves for cheating. And finally, this month, in December 2020, we see Invoked, Curry, Dark Magician, Shirinui, and Crystron get nerfed again. So previously, those nerfs, the there's a ban list in May, that's one. Ban list in July, that was two. And then October. So there were pretty much three nerfs where they couldn't take out Shirinui. That's crazy, right? It took them a whole year of nerfing Shirinui, and they finally hit them in December. Crystron's are still around. Karakuri got nerfed for good here. Dark Magician, you don't really see much anymore. Invoked is still around. So half effective nerfs there. And then the Noble Knight's box was released this month. And there could still be more. So that was 2020 in Duel Links, I think. Um, Not much to say. I mean, the game's still going steady. People are still playing the game, though. There's nothing too exciting, I think. Um, XZ still has to take the next step. They're not going to release a new world in quite a bit of time. Since we just got Zexel World released. So yeah I'm interested in seeing how they keep going. I think it's hard to say that Konami is going to keep. They're not going to put much into this game. Like they're not going to go out of their way. To make this game known. It's They're going on the fourth year anniversary soon and. There's been no huge push in this game. It's steady. People are still playing it. I think that's all they could ask for. Um, it kind of, like this, That's kind of like the mantra of the game. It's kind of weird. Um, we're steady, but we're not popular. We're not like hugely popular. Uh, that's kind of like the way I do this podcast. I guess I'm I'm embodying uh, Konami. It's a minimal effort, and uh, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> all right. We got upcoming news for January. It's a lot of news. Fourth year anniversary of Duel Links. There's going to be a new week and end of week campaign. Early January, we have a new card, Flying Elephant. And this is the notable card that um, Pegasus used to humiliate Bandit Keith. But the card actually is an auto-win card with a limited condition. Finally get our hands on that card. Early January, Shark Attack. A second chance to unlock Reginald, Shark Castle, and then a new skill called Fully Armored XZ's Black Ray. Early January, Yugi Moto gets retired to the gate. No more, um... Damn, I don't even remember what that event was called. Some DSOD event. Turguide Bingo in early January, a new card called Crane Crane. Mid January, the Fourth Anniversary Campaign again. Mid January, Raid Dual Dimensional Disaster Indoor Doom Vault. New card, Cubic Ascension. New card, Gundari. Mid January, Tag Dual Tournament. New card, Red Eyes Darkness Dragon, and Neos Force. That's relevant. Two archetypes. Dual Quest. New card, Stealth Bird. Late January, obtain Kite Tenjo, so that's cool, a new uh, duelist there. Late January, mission circuit with a new card, Linear Acceleration Cannon. And then mid-January, an update to improve the dual screen. The scroll of the dual log will stop when you select the selected log during duels. Alright, well, that is it. That's a wrap on 2020. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and keeping up with me this year. It hasn't been an easy year for me. I've been dealing with a lot of things on my own. Um, I guess dealing with the will to continue, I guess. (laughs) To put it lightly, but... I'm still doing this podcast. Happy for everyone who listens, who gets anything out of it. Um, My own own effort into things is a bit lacking, I must say, but the way it has to be until I get more inspiration i guess into the game and uh yeah i'll keep playing keep doing this podcast so as long as i can um yeah thanks to everyone hoping for a best a new year better year in 2021 one that will um lift up everyone instead of this year we had so thanks for listening search the podcast anywhere your podcasts um search the dual assessment you'll find it and everywhere these notes are on the dual assessment dot wordpress dot com email me at the dual at gmail find me on twitter dual underscore assessment my own account at green ranger ccg all right have a healthy and happy new year stay safe from covid we'll get our vaccine soon um things are looking up all right take care everyone